say, Michael, please stand. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day that we can be here in your presence to worship you. And as we come before you today, we just we lift up this song as we enter your gates with thanksgiving and with praise.
Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let's acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful, merciful God, God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done and by what I have left undone, I have not loved you with my whole heart, and I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
processional, and we just feel that it's just a real, really powerful song right now as we come into his presence, that we lay down everything that we have, and we just lift up all of our problems and our worries and our cares, and we give them to him. And so we come with thanksgiving because of everything that he does for us. And so we're going to sing a little bit of that song again.
and with your spirit. Pray together and collect. Let your continual mercy, O Lord, cleanse and defend your church. And because it cannot continue in safety without your help, protect and govern it always by your goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for each one of these children. And we just pray, Lord, that you cause them to grow up to be mighty, mighty kingdom dwellers. And, Lord, we just pray as they go away to learn all the things about you that they'll be touched, they'll be healed, and they'll be fortified in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Can't reach on, sorry. <laughs> This first lesson comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Then I hated all my labor in which I had toiled under the sun, because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will rule over all my labor in which I toiled, in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore, I turned my heart and despaired of all the labor in which I had toiled under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. Yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. For what has man for all his labor, and for the striving of his heart with which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful, and his work burdensome. Even in the night his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity. The word of the Lord. Please stand for reading the psalm. This morning's psalm is Psalm 49. Please respond by the half verse. Hear this, all peoples. Both low and high. My mouth shall speak wisdom. I will incline my ear to a proverb. Why should I fear in the days of evil? Those who trust in their wealth 
none of them can by any means redeem his brother. For For the redemption of their souls is costly. That he should continue to live eternally. For he sees wise men die. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. This morning's second reading comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge, according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel.
Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse 13. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to be Lord Christ. Come and consume God, all we are. We, we give, give you permission. permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Jesus, uh, you may be seated, Jesus lays out this wonderful plan for our lives and he raises up men of God, great apostles like Paul and Peter to further interpret and explain to us how life should be lived and the nuances that will trip us up. You know, what I've uh, 
experience in my life is how much people take for granted their relationship with God, myself included. And so it's no surprise in Colossians 3, Paul admonishes those who feel like they had arrived at such a special place or standing in Christ. And he begins with this word, since. In the New Testament uh, international version, King James says, if. So you can use since or if, but we'll from the moment you since. It, it conveys to us that uh, I've truly arrived. I've made it. I'm done, connected. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. It's obvious from his opening remark, let alone the first word he uses, which is almost a sarcasm, because he's checking us out and he wants to make sure that we fully, fully appreciate the gift that God has given us and that we treat it as such a sacred thing as it is. If, in fact, we have reached this place, he's saying, if you claim it, then walk it out. If, in fact, we have, we should have certainly acquired a strong focus and desire to strive after God. And so that's one thing that I know I try and daily put before myself and often fail in finding myself doing is striving. And yet when I look back and I examine these men throughout history, men of God, that's what I see. I see striving. Now we all have our times where, you know, many different Places we find ourselves in in that walk with the Lord. Sometimes we are striving, and sometimes we just aren't. But especially if you have an individual relationship with God, we should call it a personal relationship, we should be concerned. If Ask, where would you put yourself today? You know, I was <laughs> thinking about my relationship with Karen. And uh, my son, my, you know, my friends, permission, all, all the people around me. And uh, then I asked myself, what? How do I compare my relationship with the Lord to those? And I don't know. I need to ask myself that more because God is first. I wouldn't even be here if he hadn't chose me. And so I asked that question rhetorically this morning. 
Where would you place your relation? How often do you talk to God? You know, that, and there's many ways to view that, to be fair. I, I remember the first time I used that terminology with my parents. And they, weren't, they had no familiarity at all talking to God. And I would imagine if you check with some of your parents and grandparents for sure, it's a, it's a foreign concept. And, of course, that's the wonderful thing about being charismatic is we openly embrace the whole concept and we just jump in, hopefully, with both feet. But then the actual reality is living it out day by day. When was the last time you talked to him? I talk to him every Sunday morning because I go, I plead with the Lord, give me something to share with these people that's of you. (laughs) I don't want to hear me again. (laughs) But that's not what I mean. Well, maybe it is what I mean. Because you know what? That's good enough. That proves to him that I believe he's real and he's intimately working actively in my life to make it better. That's cool. In reality, your relationship changes, and sometimes we feel much closer to God. Sometimes we seek that closeness earnestly because we found ourselves in another jam. But imagine if you brought that same zeal to the relationship all the time. I'm just setting it out there, and I'm going to try and do that more. And I'm encouraging you, as we hear this word, if it, particularly if it rings a bell inside of us, that maybe we could all make that effort. You know, of all the times of the year to hear this kind of a message, here we are in sleepy middle of the summer. It's not just I, you know, ask the Lord that. Lord, why are you, why are you ringing my bell this morning? And then he just uh, showed me no better time because I got nothing but time to work on it. So I'm committing to do that, and I want you to as well. Paul offers a truism throughout his teachings that effort produces increase. Effort produces increase. Particularly in your relationship, when you're in relationship, you know, you can't bribe God, you can't manipulate God, but you can truly uh, move Him. Particularly if you gang up like we do in force. Will you pray with me we say, and as leadership, we gang up and we purpose to bend his arm. <laughs> Let's all agree together in prayer. And that's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. That's, you know, God loves that. And if it's something that really he 
you know, you can bend my arm, guys, but I love you too much and I'm not going to do it. You know, having a right relationship, having an open relationship, have a relationship of, uh, of correction where the Lord will correct you. Are you open to that? And when was the last time you remember that happening? When was the last time you asked for that? You know, I remember <laughs> that was an early lesson. Early lesson. Barely a leader. Probably a home group leader. In my 20s. And my pastor saying, ooh, Doug, watch what you ask for. Because <laughs> I wanted to go all the way in God. And he's basically, my my counselor was telling me, Doug, there's a shallow end first. <laughs> and that's why. So you don't drown. Just take it easy and move on. Be progressive. Go step by step. Continually moving into the things of God. But don't go crazy. But Paul truly believes that uh, God is so powerful. And whether he's being sarcastic or whether he just puts so much faith into us, he does truly admonish us and says, since, <laughs> since this is what it is, work on your relationship. He created you for a wonderful purpose. And He loves you. And He loves to see that you succeed. So why not put into that? <laughs> why not work on that relationship? And certainly don't take it for granted. I know there are times that we all have, we all, and we all... Uh, Regretted it later when suddenly we're in need of not only his encouragement, but perhaps his strength and his might in bailing us out of the hole we've created. But certainly don't take it for granted. And one of the things that Paul often talks about is giving into the temptations of life. And so he says, if then you were raised with Christ, and that tiny, tiny, tiny little word, if, becomes a tremendous challenge to me. If, I wonder if, I have. I wonder if I want to. I think I want to. I wonder how much effort I put into making that relationship what he wants it to be. And if I only understood what I would want it to be. And since you've then been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, 
seated at the very right hand of God. Well, that's that's influential. That's probably well worth putting our time and effort into. But more than that, I want to get to the place that the Apostle John got to, and he talks about it and refers to it in First John. And he talks about he talks about the necessity of loving God more and more. And the way it's one of it's one of the shortest little uh, teachings probably ever produced, but one of the most powerful because he his his climax to his little word is because he loved you first. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I'm sitting here debating on whether I'm going to have a relationship, let alone a loving relationship with a guy who created me. And you're telling me when I was yet a sinner, he loved me so much that he forgave me over and over and over and over. And he still does. Well, that's a program I can certainly get behind. So Paul, logically, any rational person would conclude. So Paul says, look, follow God. But look here, he goes, I've done pretty well with God. And I know that this is this quantum leap to even understand, let alone to follow him. So just do this. He says, follow me. Let's do this together. Follow me as I follow Christ. And by establishing that one principle, he puts into play Christ's discipleship program for all men, all time. For truly Christ said, lay your life down one for another. Lay your life down one for another. So surely I can entrust my development and and spirituality to those around me who are followers of God. And if we do that, I really believe if we do that more. One thing that Christ really, really condemned, seriously condemned, was criticism and uh, consequently we are groomed our whole life by the devil to criticize one another. (laughs) And I remember you know, I hate to use me as an example. Why do I have to use me as an example? <laughs> but when I was young in the Lord, you got to understand, I, I had been taught to be critical, skeptical as a policeman. 
That way you don't end up with a bullet in your back. But I couldn't make the transition, and so it was, it was, it was bad. And those men, and from that, that my younger days is, with the Lord will will tell you. And I don't know who it was, but uh, one of the ladies, they're more astute about. Uh, body language and just reading a person. And I remember them saying one night in a home group meeting, Doug, your whole face has changed. I said, oh, older, younger, better looking. <laughs> but she was talking about, you remember this, Norma? You, you're old enough, you should remember it. And And it was like it it just it wasn't as much like a rock, and it was starting to smooth out, and uh, a gentleness was coming upon me that only Christ could have given me and redeemed me from that pessimism and that criticism that I came with. It, but what what made it one thing that I have learned well how to do because of my experience in a quasi-military setting was to hear and obey and take orders. And so it's perfect for follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> and so I'm not shocked or amazed. In fact, I'm now going to be a positive example about how fast and how far you can go in Christ. I was just trying to save my life. When they started appointing me to home group leaders and other places of authority. and I guess what I'm saying is the price is well worth it. In uh, chapter 4 of Matthew... Jesus starts his preaching ministry in the passage we had this morning. And in the 19th verse, he challenges his new converts. Come. Follow me. And I'll send you out to fish for people. Simple fishermen. That phrase, follow me, means as my disciple. That means accepting me as your master, teacher, and walking the same path of life that I walk. And he continually challenges us as we grow weary or we grow complacent or we get into our thing too much. He's continually challenging us. Pick up your cross, Doug. Pick up your cross and follow me. No doubt that Christianity is transferred by personal introduction contract. 
What do I mean? I mean a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says in Colossians 2.8, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy or empty deception. No more will you find that occurring than occurs right now in this current world. And I'm so concerned for our young people. You know, we thought we had it tough, and, uh, but we didn't. They're so completely bombarded with the crap of new age, and <clears throat> you have to be all you can be. And But what Paul said was, put on the new self. Don't just make the decision for Christ, but put on the new self. Become someone entirely new. Therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing his resurrection from the dead, we all want that. Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually. The Amplified Version says, on the things above, the heavenly things. Not on things that are on the earth, which only have temporal value. you died to this world and your new your real life is hidden with Christ and God and when Christ appears who is our life then you'll also appear with him in glory Amen? Well, we experienced the, the wonderment today of bringing a new believer into the family of God in baptism. So we'll prepare. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. That's integrated into our... Check out the hairdo on that baby. Turn around, Frank. Uh-huh. Everybody...
about three of you stay in your seats. The rest can come up. And... <laughs> no, that's what I love about St. Michael's. We're just uh, we're just this huge family. It's so wonderful. <laughs> All right. The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness to rebel against God? And do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? I renounce them. Do you renounce all sinful desires to draw you from the love of God? I renounce them. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? I do. And we're well aware that you already have done this. Is... <laughs> Where am I? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? I do. Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support Amelia and her life in Christ? We will. Let us join with those who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Please stand. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers? I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons? I did that. We have a little commotion going on here. It's distracting me. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will, with God's help. Let us now pray for Amelia who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver her, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the power of the Spirit. 
Send her into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water over it. The Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage of Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son, Jesus, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we're buried with Christ in his death, and by it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we're reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who are here cleansed from sin, born again, may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Well, Amelia, let's see how you do here. Yeah, you all know, right? Okay. Amelia, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Was that fun? (laughs) It's all how you look at it. Amelia, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, marked as Christ's own forever. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised her to a new life of grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with him with his eternal priesthood. All right, some competent person can have this. (laughs) Father will do good. And here we go. You're now a member. <laughs> There's your experience. Yeah, I got mine right here. Beautiful baby. Okay. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with your spirit. Turn around and meet your neighbor with the peace of God. Peace. Peace. Peace of God.
<laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I have a, cu- a couple of announcements uh, just for our church life and the things that are going on around here. Uh, school starts next month, and as such, uh, the, the parents and teachers are doing a uniform sale. So uh, we've got a flyer up here, information, I think it's on August 9th and August 11th and August 13th. 9, 11, and 13. Yeah, where you can come in and get uniforms for the upcoming school year. So that uh, we're going to begin to get ready for that. Uh, also, in that same vein, we have a men's meeting. Uh, really, I'm hoping it to be a big work day on August 20th, right before school starts. And we're planning on doing a lot of work uh, with this front entryway and the benches right here. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to put some shade over the top and get the benches all cleaned back up and get the front of our church looking really nice. Uh, awesome. Also, awesome. we're looking at some work on the school bathrooms. So just a lot of stuff to get ready for this upcoming school year. Um, so I hope you all can get excited about that and put Amen. it on your calendar as well. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, also, Mondays, 3.30, done by 5. Be here for the ministry to the... Food ministry to those that are poor, a great opportunity, and as I've said many times, they e- it doesn't matter your level of skill. They even have a role that I can fill there. Mm-hmm. So know that there's a place for you to contribute to mm-hmm. what's going on. It's a really powerful, powerful time. Monday's 3.30, done by 5. Amen. Amen. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, Let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause he's never let me down, he's faithful through
summer more than any I can remember that, that I'm often in the same week doing baptisms and then either attending or doing uh, funerals for people who are going on to be with the Lord. Uh, this morning, my dear friend and co-worker, Jody Anderson's down in San Diego with her mother who's in hospice. And so I just want you all to be sensitive to all the families that uh, are experiencing that this morning. And uh, we just want to hold them up and do whatever we can to show compassion and uh, God's grace to them. We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love him, for those who want to love him even more. Come if you have much faith. Come if you have little. Come if you've been here often. And you who have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed. You come because it's the Lord who invites you, I assure you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
Father, all-powerful, ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty work, for you've called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ before he's given up to death the death he freely accepted he took bread and gave you thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me When supper was ended, he took the cup, and again he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to the disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and of all the clergy. And remember, especially those who are sick or infirm in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up Susan and Naomi and Sonia and Sandra and Karen and Tammy and Denisha, Daniel, Ron and Bob and Henry and David and Lucian. 
the Madison White family, the Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve our armed forces. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage as we pray. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. and Feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
television show uh, called Alone. <laughs> and uh, it's fascinating because uh, I watch it over and over, and I've never seen anybody sing the song yet. <laughs> it's about people trying to escape being alone, and they're put on an island. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you've graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel? God is in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. God loves you. He's forgiven you. He's not angry with you, and he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.